<laughs> That's why it's so stupid. <laughs> this is another corny as lame joke, but I just found out Too Short has an older brother. His name is Too Tall. I know that was awful. That's like a tweet joke. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Said <laughs> to blow the whistle, blow the dog whistle, cause it's too. Okay, never mind. I know these are corny. I'm sorry. I never seen a midget zombie. I don't know. Can you just imagine a zombie? Ah! You're like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, I was kind of, well, I was kind of, I was scared today. Uh, I took my nephew to the DMV, and uh, this is his first time, like, me and him in the car, like, first time I'm in the car with him, and I'm, like, screaming, slow down, turn on your lights, holy fuck, my heart, oh, my God, ah! and he, like, he looks at me, he's like, dude, I haven't even started the car yet, and I'm like, oh, shit, right, so we take him to the DMV, at the San Francisco DMV, that's like the shittiest of the shittiest fucking DMV, right? I had to piss really bad. I had like, I, I really had to pee. I couldn't go to the bathroom. The fucking homeless guy was fucking puking, doing fucking heroin in there. I was like, fuck, this is crazy, right? I took a selfie with him and shit. We're having a good time. <laughs> I know, it's fucked up. Check my story. I really did post it. Um, what else happened? After I left him at the DMV, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I gave him like, you know, some sage. I blessed his ass. Like, man, you're gonna be all right, dude. Don't worry. You know, we're gonna have some edibles after. And he get, he gets in the car. He's doing his drive, right? I'm I do like a 20 minute walk. I'm walking around. There's a, a taqueria, right? And I was like, oh fuck yeah, I'll go get a, you know, I'll get a burrito, whatever. Right? I'm fucking high, whatever. Right? I walked and I, I met the registered lady. I was like, you know, I spoke a little bit of Spanish. Like, hola, couple somebody and she's like, oh hi. I was like. Oh shit, you're white. Okay, all right, that's cool. And uh, I was like, hey, do you guys have burritos? And just dead silence. She's like, we don't sell burritos here. And I was like, but there's Mexicans in the back, and this is a taqueria, and there's no burritos, right? And she's like, well, we do have quesadillas. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll take a quesadilla. Oh, do you want a quesadilla with uh, cauliflower inside? I walked the fuck out of there, y'all. I was like, <laughs> Well, every white person's like, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> $30 for a fucking quesadilla. You suck my dick, right? $30 for a quesadilla. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. I'm from the city, man. I'm fucking, I'll make that shit at home. Fuck that. <laughs> I'll go to Costco. I don't give a fuck, you know. I'll use my mom's club card. I don't care. I ain't no shame in my game. Give it up for Costco one more time, guys. <laughs> Give it up for Kirkland's fucking water. <laughs> 30 bucks, god damn, man. I wish there were more Native American firemen or firewomen because they can make it rain. I can say that, I'm Native American, what the fuck? Yeah, thanks white people, you killed all my fans. Hey, oh, I only have one. I like the, the younger comics, the, this young man. He's kind of, just, dude, just come out and say you're gay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, you know. My, I, I, dude, my, one of my best friends was gay, and we all knew he was gay, but he was like a thug, but he wasn't like, he didn't wear saggy jeans. He wore tight jeans in the year 2002. Like, we knew he was gay, but he would, like, rob anybody. He was the gayest, gayest thugs of them all, bro. Like, he was just fucking, his, his fucking weed bag was always pink. You know what I mean? It was cute. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm actually kind of mad too because I got some free weed but it had seeds in it and I was like what the fuck man what else like it's 2021 I got seeds in the weed you know what I mean like 
what kind of world do we live in? We got racism, we got seeds in the weed, we got fucking, I don't get it, man. What the fuck? There's no God or goddess. I wonder if God and goddess ever had like sex. Like I want to hear them having sex. It's like thunder, lightning and shit, stars. I don't know. I'm pretty high guys, so. I like I like what Jonathan said. I know Guatemala got a gun. I'm like, yeah, shut the fuck up, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud of these stories. I did used to rob people, and I got robbed once, and that was the only time. But I was like 12, so that doesn't really count. So, yeah, when you're 13 getting robbed, that counts, okay? <laughs> and my dimension 13 is a grown ass adult. I don't give a fuck. I remember the first time I robbed somebody. I was a fucking idiot. It was, uh, it was a, there was a school dance, middle school dude. Uh, no, it was a high school school dance. And uh, this, uh, you know, I'm not gonna sound racist, but it's gonna sound racist. I saw this Asian guy. I was like, I'm gonna rob him because he looks weak, right? I'm just gonna get him, right? Oh, shut up, whatever. Jesus ain't here. You mean Buddha? No, I was just like, no, no. So I'm listening to Young Jeezy. I'm getting motivated. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna rob this motherfucker, right? You know. I jump out the bushes. I was like, give me your fucking money. And the Asian kid was like, Guatemo? I was like, no, fuck no. And he was like, and I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. That who, who, whoever that is, whatever the fuck you. He's like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. I was like, what? What do you mean, man? Dude, you're wearing your high school Letterman jacket on right now. I was like, well, yeah, it's just a joke, man. <laughs> Got you though, right? <laughs> hey, can I borrow some money for the school dance, man? I'll pay you back. Maybe never, but my name is Guatemo, guys. Give it up for Pam. All the other great comics. Yay! Guatemo, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. That was incredible. What a joy and wonderment to have you here. That really was. Oh, you rob people. I've only been mugged once, but it was totally my fault, I promise you. <laughs> If you're walking to the Tenderloin at 2.45 and jigging and jogging through the streets trying to get a piece of pizza before 3 a.m., yeah, that's my fault. Your next comedian, and it was I just gave him some weed, so it wasn't a big... No, I totally victim blamed myself. I was an idiot. That was 100% my fault. Your next comedian, it's never his fault. Put your hands together for Josh Kahn! That is that is severely incorrect. Everything is my fault. Things I had nothing to do with are my fault somehow. I'm 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 responsible for polio somehow, even though they vaccinated that and got rid of that. I'm not against getting the vaccine. I just wish that I could just get it like from my homie instead of having to go down to the dispensary. You know. You know what I mean? I would just be more comfortable with getting it that way, just from my dude. You know, like my dude, what you got? The vaccine. It's gonna be good. Just start doing everything like that. Just start buying everything from a dude again. You know what I mean? Like, like they legalize weed. It's like, oh, it's great. Go back to buying it from a dude. Like, go back to buying everything from a dude. Like, don't go to Chick-fil-A. Go to that guy out in front of Chick-fil-A that's like, man, I got some organic pure chicken right here. You want this? Shit gonna make you, you're gonna be so full, you're not gonna know why you crossed the road. I don't know why. I don't know what that was all about. None of that. None of <laughs> What's happening? Uh, my name is Josh Kahn. Like you don't know that. Um, I identify as a hobo. My pronouns are hey you and don't do that there. <laughs> I met a, uh, a heterosexual fellow the other 
day that introduced himself. He says, yeah, I'm straight. My pronouns are dick and balls. It was super, super progressive of that guy. What? I mean, that's how he identified that you, you know, it's not your, he, it's him. It's his, it's his preferences. Respect, respect him, you know. Believe him. Believe him first. What was I going to go with? Um, so I, a lot of you probably know, like, I do music when I'm not doing comedy a lot, and people in comedy think music is like magic. It's like some magic thing. Uh, and they, a couple, a couple of things about it. First of all, they think it's like this, so they say, like, they're, it's kind of disparaged. You kind of, like, don't want to do music comedy because people kind of shit on it a little. I'll tell you the reason they shit on it is because musicians still get laid even if they're not funny. That's, that is why every everyone's like, oh, music comic, you're not funny, you me, me, like that's why, because they're still getting laid even if they're bombing every night. They can still go, bang, bang, bang. you know, like. Um, no, people believe me. <clears throat> Whatever I say about music, <laughs> why did a cough get a laugh from you? Shut. <laughs> stop the spread. Hashtag stop the spread. Uh, <laughs> you got me all effed up now, uh, Egyptian. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. I wanted to finish talking about music a little. Um, no, the uh, yeah, no. People believe me. No matter what I say about music, because I've been in it, I've been in music for so long and comedy so short that everybody in comedy just believes whatever I say about music, or they have their own kind of preconceptions and predilections about music, and they bring them to me. They're like, Josh, like if you know, if you're just in a band, like someone will play with my dick, right? Like that's all I gotta do. I'm like, yeah, that's it. There's no celibate bass players out there at all. Like, you're good. Do that. Play the guitar with the least strings. The ladies love that. Why do the, like, Josh, why do bass players get laid less? I'm being like, it's because their guitar's bigger than the guitar players. So comparatively, their wiener, you know, it's like, looks more. It's not, it's just because they're less talented. What do you throw a drowning bass player? His amp. <laughs> okay. What do you guys like? Bass players or something? I don't know. Apparently in the year 2020, the uh, number 13 most common name for female babies was unique. Oh. Not, not that unique now. I think 18 years from now, we're going to have a bunch of people looking around going, oh, she thinks she's special. This is all new stuff, guys. Uh, what did I say? I, we were, oh, we were going to rag on Egyptians together really quick here. And then I'll, yeah, okay. Um, no, but yeah, because I'm Jewish and, and, People are like, are you racist against Egyptians? I'm like, no, man. I wouldn't have minded building the pyramids. I'm not scared of a little hard work. I just would have been afraid of getting my nutsack trapped in between the blocks as they laid them down because we're in that loincloth and stuff. Cool. That not landing? All right. Not for you. Is this, is this racially triggering for you, being Egyptian and having a Hebrew person? Why, do, why don't you want to punch a Jew? Because he brews. All right, put on the song. We're gonna do we're gonna do a song or two. We do karaoke here at uh, Mutiny Radio sometime. I'm gonna do some impressions. Okay, we're gonna do a karaoke. The first one is gonna be a karaoke. Uh, I don't even know if I should tell you who it is or not. Can we can we get the level up and everything? Well, bring it out to me and I'll put it on one of these mics. Oh, but you gotta what? It's you, you gotta track it back a little bit though. Um, we're experiencing technical difficulties, and because I'm in music, I can tell you that um, this happens all the time when your sound techs and stuff are up in the booth in the theater, and they're just like choking themselves while they jack off and stuff. Uh, <laughs> stagehands are big fans of autoerotic asphyxiations because they know how to tie lots of knots really well. Like, no stagehand will ever die 
from autoerotic asphyxiation. Like they know what they're doing. They can like rig counterweights and stuff. They're like I know exactly how much I weighed. I weighed myself before I went to choke myself, <laughs> jacking off. I tested the weight capacity of the hook on the door. I'm not going to be another Chris Cornell or fucking you know a David Carradine. David Carradine came from Kung Fu. Am I right? Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. This is Christopher Walken. Here we go. Here we go. Guess who just got back today? Them wild-eyed boys that been away. Haven't got a lot to say. I still think them boys are crazy. The boys are back. The boys are back in town. Banana-na-na-na. Banana-na-na-na. I will be in your movie if I can dance. Okay, thank you. That was Christopher Walken. We're going to get a little serious now with one who we're going to RIP. Uh, we're going to RIP this guy. And uh, this is just done with love. This will be my closing song. And I thank you all for listening to me tonight. We ramble on about whatever the hell it was I was talking about. See, I'm looking down. I'm like, there was funnier jokes there. Let's play that last song. Okay. <coughs> this is uh, Rest in Peace, James Bond. Here we go. Here we go. How many special people change? How many lives are living strange? Where were you while we were getting high? Someday you will find me caught beneath the landslide in a champagne supernova, a champagne supernova in the sky. R.I.P. Sean Connery. R.I.P. DMX. Fuck my life. Hate myself. Fuck my life. Show me where to buy a gun. Okay, R.I.P. DMX too. Okay, guys, uh, that was nice. Thank you. it all out. Hooray, Josh Kahn. Yay. And then yay. All right. Your next comedian, I'm so excited every time uh, he's in the building. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Rob Edwards. Been a while since so I've done comedy. Uh, R.I.P. DMX. Yeah, everybody already said that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really liked his music, but uh, I did, I couldn't get behind how he lived. You know what I mean? Like that many goddamn kids. Really? Really? The the damage that he's gonna do to the ozone layer with the, with the footprint he left behind. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What these bitches want from a nigga? A condom? Pull out? Something? Jesus! Goddamn! Uh, hmm. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is gonna run for governor. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. She is. Yeah, of California. You know, I didn't think she could have a more shocking transition than she did a few years ago. But she's, she's already keeping us on our toes. It's, it's, it's incredible. You know, honestly, I'm kind of tired of Gavin anyway. You know. He's been a little, been a little too scary, man. Especially when the COVID, you know, we've been shut down for so long. You know, need to get somebody in there with some balls. You know what I'm saying? Really, really get the, the, the get the state open back up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think she still has her dick because you know she's. I don't know that I'm not woke. I don't know the technical term. I guess she's a lesbian trans woman. So you wouldn't cut your dick off to wear a strap on. That just doesn't that doesn't make sense. 
That's counterproductive. You wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? I don't know. Let's do some jokes I don't think are going to work. All right. Uh, you know, when we talk about uh, suicide, right, uh, <laughs> you know, I always see people post stuff like, hey, you know, if you're ever feeling down, if you're ever feeling low, call me. I'm always someone you can talk to. Call me. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'm an adult, and I know my strengths and my weaknesses. Don't, don't call me. I'm not your guy. All right? Nobody who knows me would ever describe me as a ray of sunshine. All right? I'm not a beacon of light or a beacon of hope. I'm not the guy you want to talk to. You will call me at 9 o'clock, and you'll be dead by 9.15. Don't do it. It's like, it gets better, doesn't it, Rob? Sure, yeah, as you get older, weaker, and decrepit, and you watch the people around you die. It's wonderful. You have so much to live for. Yeah, you know, he was like, damn, Rob, you sound suicidal. No, I'm not. I'm not, no. See, I think suicidal people are up and down and up and down, kind of like that. I live down here. I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in my safe space right here. You know what I mean? I don't know. I've never been suicidal, but I have been to the point where I wouldn't uh, fight off a homicide, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know, somebody else is going to do it. There's been some times where I'd look around and be like, you know what? This is a good stopping point. I'm okay with this. Come on with it, you know? I've been there. Yeah. All right. This is another joke I don't expect to work. Uh, so I'm not woke. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, yeah, it's hard because a lot of girls around here are woke. You know, and I just, I say the wrong shit, you know, that I'm like, I won't go volunteering my opinion, but if you ask me, I'll tell you what I think, you know what I mean? And it just never works out. Uh, a f couple of weeks ago, there was this, uh, there was this post on uh, social media and it was comparing what Sue Bird makes. Who knows who Sue Bird is in here? Hmm, that's telling. Uh, they were, she's a WNBA player and they were uh, comparing what she makes to LeBron James. How many of you know who LeBron James is? Anyway. <laughs> Oh, everyone, you've already proven my point, but I'm going to keep going. Uh, uh, so, listen, I think everyone knows why LeBron James makes more money, okay? Yes, they do the same thing when they're not running and jumping. So, you know, um, here's the thing, and I tried to explain it without being an asshole, but there's no real way to do it because it's just not a nice way to say this. You know, so I was like, okay, so who's the greatest player of all time? It's uh, Michael Jordan, right? Nickname is MJ, his airness, the jump man, you know, because he would jump so high and do athletic things and he would dunk, you know what I mean, which is a big part of basketball. If you're not dunking, it's almost hard to watch, you know, it's almost not even marketable, marketable. who would pay money to come see this, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I was like, okay, if you're saying they should be paid the same, then there needs to be a jump woman. Yeah. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's, there isn't one. It's it sucks, but it's the truth. You know what I mean? Like for example, when when a, uh when a when somebody dunks on somebody, when a man dunks on another man, he tends to put his balls <laughs> on his forehead. There needs to be a chick kissing chicks' foreheads with her pussy lips when she dunks on them. Just wah, the kiss of death. There needs to be. There isn't one. It's not a jump woman. There's not a hop woman. There's not a skip woman. I'm sorry. That's the truth. You know. But, you know, have no fear. Have no fear, ladies. Trans women are here. It, you might get a jump trans woman if they keep playing basketball with y'all. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can you see the jump man logo as a trans woman? Can you see it? You visualize it. You know, ponytail, tits, with the stance, with a dick falling to the ground from the air. 
Yeah. Oh, that did a lot better than I thought it was going to do. You know? I never expect that joke. I've done that joke twice, and it worked it, kind of twice in San Francisco. Am I that talented? I don't know. Uh, you know, there's a... Uh, women fake orgasms a lot. Is that true? That's true, right? Yeah. Is that true? I'm asking you. You? No. It was you, you just faked one just now? That was good. That was real good. I don't know, man. I know, unless you're like committed to somebody, I don't think you should make everybody come. Everybody doesn't respond well to it. Everybody can't. You know, it's just, it's not safe. It's not a safe way to live. I'm sorry. It's just not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I've been, I'd, after I'd had sex with girls, they were cool before, but then there was just red flag after red flag after red flag. So many goddamn flags. I started to look around and think, where the fuck are the roller coasters at? You know what I mean? <laughs> Am I at least getting some cotton candy out of this? Bitch, what's wrong with you? Why are you like this? It's not safe, man. Like, it was making some, making some girls gum was about as, it was about as safe as, you know, like, poking the G-spot was about as safe as poking a bear. You know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't, it was dangerous, all right? But, uh, all right, that's my time. You guys have a good one. Rob Edwards, everyone! Poke the bear, yay! Poke the kitty! I'm sure he has no problem poking the kitty. Uh, your next comedian, she doesn't have kitties, but she has a scruff pup who is a really just a doll and a joy, as is she. And you're going to love her right now. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinton! Hello? Hey, hey, ex excuse me. Excuse me, everybody. Hey, excuse me, everybody. If you could please just not give me any of your attention. Please, this is not an announcement. All right, nothing I'm saying is important or relevant. I'm just talking really loud, and I have a microphone. <coughs> hey, excuse me, everybody. Hey, if you could please just ignore me right now, I would really appreciate it. Go back to staring at your phones and talking to your friends. This is not important. These aren't jokes. This is not a set. I'm just talking really loud. Can you hear me? I'm talking really loud. I don't want you to pay attention. Can you, like, all right. Hey, excuse me, everybody, if I could please just have your attention. I think I want to start my set. Okay. All right. You know what they say about men, you know? Like, you give them an inch, and they want to give you, like, six to eight more inches. It's like, where does it end? <laughs> What? <laughs> Where did it begin? I don't know. From time. You guys want to hear about how I made the front page of Reddit? Yeah. I like. I heard you tell stories. I'm like, I have some real stories too. I want to tell my fake stories. All right. So I made the front page of Reddit. Like more people can relate to this one. Then I'll dive into more. I'll dive into more crazy ones so you guys will realize. Uh, never mind. So. 
Uh, I did this thing. It was called a. Uh, it's called Tinder. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. I was on there. I matched with somebody, and they sent me a message, and they were like, "Hey, if you were a vegetable, you'd be a cucumber." Wait, <laughs> right? I'm like, cool. <laughs> If you were a vegetable, I would pull the plug, dude. I'd pull the plug. I'm not going to take care of you. And uh, we didn't go on a date. It never happened. You know. But what did happen was a month later, I get online, and I'm on Reddit because I do that. You know, I'm scrolling on Reddit, and I see a screenshot of that exact same conversation, dude. And I knew it was me, because it was like they blocked out my face, but not the hair. I'm like, that's my hair. I know I said that. I have the same, like, I can track back and backtrack it, you know? And then he put, like, Marlon Brando <laughs> underneath it. and was like, oh, they killed my boy, you know? Or like, like, look what they've done to my boy. I fucked it up. I'm like, eh. I didn't have the mothballs. I didn't have the mothballs in my mouth. All right, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Look what they've done to my boy. You know, I don't know. I'm not an Italian man, but <laughs> <laughs> but I saw it on the front page of Reddit. I was like, that was me, and no one's gonna believe me, but it was. It was true. I made the front page of Reddit. I like, I, and that's when I knew that like my jokes are not good enough to give me a date, but they are good enough for the front page of Reddit, right? Hey. Right? That's something. Hey. Maybe. I don't know. I just want to point out how awesome this person's shirt is it says stay woke and there's freddy krueger on it and that is hilarious <laughs> i know so I'm like that's it yes yes applause break for how awesome this person's fashion choice is yes amazing right oh so good uh where do i go from here you guys <laughs> this one time i was like homeless or whatever and i was like uh in nashville and uh Man, this is such a long story. But anyway, long story short, too long, right? Uh, uh, how, wait, how many minutes do I have? Oh, when you say that, it's one minute. All right, so I'm in Nashville. You've got at least three. You've got at least three. So I'm in Nashville, and I, like, meet this guy. And, like, he sees me and, like, you know, like, dude, I didn't even have any gear, dude. Like, I was just, like, straining there or whatever. And uh, he was like, hey, hey, I heard your story, and I want to buy you a beer and get you a cigarette. And I was like, oh, that, that sounds cool. Like, I got nothing else better to do. Like, what the fuck? I'm, like, homeless. I've never even been in Nashville. So I go with this old guy, and, uh, like, he shows me around and stuff, and he, like, buys me a beer, and he gets me a cigarette, and he starts telling me a story. And I have this problem where when people talk to me and they're, like, people, I fucking listen because they're people. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. You got me this way. I'm going to, like, listen to whatever you have to say, you crazy old dude. Uh, so he was telling me about how uh, he was like, every lifetime I'm reborn, I live like Jesus. I'm born and I have possessions and I get rid of all of my possessions and then I just live on the street and I have nothing over and over again. Lifetime after lifetime, I just live on the street and then when the cops come to, to arrest me and they say that I'm panhandling, I just, I go to the court and I'm like, look, I just took off my hat because I was in the presence of a lady. And I'm like, wow, that's really clever. You know, <laughs> you know, like, oh, here's a lady. Like, oh, yeah. And then he was like, I want to go with you and follow you where you go and keep you safe. 
And I was like, dude, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to let you follow me around, you old dude. I don't know what the fuck. Dude, I'm like 20 or some shit. I don't know. And uh, he's like, no, you can't. I love you as God loves you because I am God. And I will be with you. And I will follow you. And I will go where you go. And I was like, whoa, dude. Like... God come and he was like, can you just please just like give a lonely old man a kiss? Just just a kiss, just a kiss. And I was like, all right, one, I can't kiss God, right? And two, I don't even believe in you. Like, I don't even believe in God. Like, is this even real? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I could probably leave on a funnier thing than that. Uh, <laughs> but that's a true story, right? That's cool. That's cool. It was right after, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I had this blind piece of shit too. That's another story. All right, bye. Rachel Pinson chose not to kiss God. Yay. Wow, the hubris of Rachel Pinson. When offered to kiss the divine being, she goes, ah, maybe another day. That's fine. No, I respect that. I would be like, all right. I mean, unless, I mean, I've lost the plot. Although I would believe a lot of people talk to themselves on the streets now. Uh, Bluetooth making homeless people look less crazy since 2002. <laughs> your next comedian is a new person. Put your hands together for Oshman. Yay! They're taking all these pictures. And they know it. Barbara Ross. Yeah, they heard my music trying to see you on Hi, everyone. It's been a while since I've done comedy, you know. <sighs> it's been about 18 months, which is okay because that's the advice I've always heard is the best for stand-up comedy. They say, do six months of open mics and then take 18 months off and just do nothing. That's what they always say, right? I'm a bit older. I'm still in school, though. Uh, I was in the military for a while, so I'm in college right now. It's all online, which is okay, except I don't like discussion posts because discussion posts is when we're forced to interact with each other. And, uh, you know, we were doing this thing, and it was just like, okay, talk about, you know, Iraq or whatever. And I was like, you know, it's because of oil, whatever. So, but, you know, this, this my classmate, she said, uh, she responds to me, and she said, by the way, you said your instead of your apostrophe. She corrected me. And I was like, okay, come on. Like, are we really doing this? I, I hate grammar, no grammar Nazis so much because grammar Nazis don't appreciate what's so special about language is that it's constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. Like, words are incredible because we started from, you know, just two cavemen pointing at each other saying, oh, 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 you know, like, it started from that, and now we have amazing words like caterpillar and Obama, you know? Like, we have all these incredible words, right? But I don't, I, I, it's okay, but I, it, it has been a little bit rough. Um, I don't talk to my parents about that. I don't talk to my dad about that, God forbid, because um, my dad just does not have any respect for American culture or whatever. I said, Dad, I'm having a really hard time in school. He's like, eh, you have a hard time in school. You are having a hard time going to school on a computer in your room. Ah. <laughs> when I was a child, we had to walk 20 miles to go to school. 
And my mom's like, he was homeschooled. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's, uh, he's probably right, I guess. I don't know. Because, you know, it is hard. It's very difficult to continue to go to school. But, you know, parents, they come from a time when things were harder. Or they say that anyways. We all kind of understand that parents exaggerate things just a little bit. You know, 20 miles to go to school, out of your bed to get homeschooled by a tutor who taught you everything. You know, it's all just a little bit of an exaggeration, which is what's so kind of interesting in America because we all know that our grandparents and their parents exaggerate. And I know that slavery was definitely bad. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm not, <laughs> listen, I'm not saying that slavery wasn't bad. It just might have been a tease. There was nothing, nothing fun. There was no fun times. It was always just work, right? Always. I mean, come on. Because I know I asked my dad how far was school, 20 miles. I'm sure some little girl asked her dad, Dad, what was it like being a slave? They whipped us every day. Mm-hmm. Every single day. They whipped us and we had to work there all day. His wife was like, it wasn't that bad. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Man, I, uh, I have a voice like this, and I look like this, which just kind of sucks because I really would like to be more intimidating, and I'm kind of failing at that constantly because yesterday I was walking down the pier, and uh, I got stopped by a white woman at night asking me for directions. Wow. Which is how I know... <laughs> That's how I know that I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> she asked me, excuse me, sir? And I said, yes, ma'am. I turned on, like, the white voice automatically. Like, she, like, punked me. She alphaed me. I should have been like, shut the fuck up. What you talking about, bitch? I don't know no directions. I was like, yes, ma'am. Uh, how can I help you? Am I on the right side of the roads get picked up? I was like, um, let me check my phone, because I'm sure you don't have Like, who is this woman to bother me asking me for directions, you know? But uh, yeah, I told her because I'm a bitch, and uh, that's just what it is. So I really made the effort to go out and look way more intimidating, you know, just with a <laughs> walking around like <sighs> on my way to get a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almond milk in that too, if you could, bitch. You know, just <laughs> didn't really work. But uh, I really made that effort all week, and then you know. Earlier, I was walking, and then uh, I someone tasked me on the shoulder, and I turn around, and in the interest of, you know, the climate right now, I'm not going to do the impression, but it was an Asian woman that asked me, and she just said, what direction is the Market Street Ross? And I was like, God fucking damn it. Am I real? You really want to come up to me with how bad things are? Aren't you afraid of us? You should be, right? But, uh... That was a little too far, right? <laughs> you guys were on the road for the slavery joke, huh? But that one was just a little... Okay. Anyways, I think that's about uh, all I have. That's, that's good. Thank you, guys. Yay, Osman, yay! I hope you come back again and again. That was, that was lovely. I am not afraid of you with your collared shirt and your pleated front pants. <laughs> like, you're definitely... <laughs> the least 
I'm more scared of your next comedian. Who's going to beat me up? I don't know. Maybe her. Put your hands together. No, I'm joking. You're a lovely human being, too. But I would actually, on the street, I might be more terrified of you. Put your hands together for Christy Bonner. Yeah. Pamela, you know I have no upper body strength. What are you talking about? Oh, my word. Um, guys, how's it going? What is it, Tuesday? Man alive. Well, man alive. Um, it's fine. Uh, I just got a life coach. Um, I'm looking into uh, getting a death coach, too, because uh, I'm trying to plan my life. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Just kidding. I'm a weird-ass lady. I'm a strange bird. Um, yeah, it's been a weird, it's been a weird day, a weird week after a year, weird 34 years. You know what I mean? Um, so I grew up in LA. Uh, true story. My dad is a retired plastic surgeon, and uh, most people are like, "Oh my God, uh, why aren't you more attractive?" And I'm like, I'm like. Keep this, comma, friend, colon. Uh, uh, LA5 is a Bay Area 8. What? I didn't even have to get surgery. I didn't even have to get surgery. Joke's on you, all of you. <laughs> so, yeah, when I was growing up, the body type was like, yeah, Paris Hilton, heroin chic. Uh, now curves are in, finally, but I don't feel happy about that because it's only certain kind of curves, like the right kind of curves. Hourglass figure, you know. Nobody likes my curves. Reverse hourglass. <laughs> Just goes out in the middle. I'm like, all right, call me when there's a dove body wa wash ass. Whoa, wow, way. Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> Holy shit, can somebody, t can you take me to the emergency room right after this? Just like clear your schedule. Call me when there's a Dove body wash ad about reverse hourglass. Wow, oh my God, sorry. So true story, I'm an attorney and I do also appear before the judge slurring and drunk, just like I appear before you today. <laughs> like, your honor. Jack, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. He's like, this is not a jury trial, counsel. <laughs> this is a bench trial. It's just me. And I'm like, I object to that. And I move for um, another margarita. <laughs> is That's how I order my drinks. Oh, my God. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, look. Attorneys are mostly alcoholics. That's why I get along with comics so well. Like, we're all just broken people. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, comics and alcoholics, we're broken. It's a mosaic. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Okay, so, <laughs> look, take the, take the shattered pieces, make a mosaic. You know what I mean? Guess what? The mosaic is a picture of, of a garbage can. So it's still shitty. Um... So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, we get to have, like, bar carts and uh, bottles of booze at work. It's not, it's not actually taboo. And then we get to play this fun game called How Much Can We Drink Before It's Malpractice. 
The answer is it depends on what you had for lunch. I hope you had a, I hope you had a big lunch. <laughs> right? Like, fucking buck up. Buck up. Keep it tight! Um, yeah. I took the California bar exam, and, and then now, like, every day is the bar exam for me, and it's just, how many drinks can I drink on an empty stomach? <laughs> At a bar. Get it? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so... I, yeah, I, I love comedy. The reason why I wanted to try comedy is I just wanted to see what it was like for, like, once, what what it was like to disappoint my parents. Yeah, 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 it's fine. I've been doing everything kind of by the book. I'm, I'm the youngest of three. I wanted to, I've always been, like, you know, the rule follower and the goody-goody. And now I'm like, hmm, what if I tell a dick joke? It's scary. Here's one. One time I saw a micropenis, and I was trying to explain it to my friend, and I was like, I don't know, I've never seen one so small. She said, what happened? I said, it was like his torso was giving me a thumbs up. (laughs) And guess what? I always thought I wanted that kind of encouragement, but this time I was like, no, 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 no way! I don't want it. (laughs) Sorry, this is off the rails. Are you a runaway train, Christy? Yes. Um, so, yeah, micro penis. Another dirty joke that I hope my mo- This is local radio, right? You're not, this is not. All right, it's well, okay, if it's fine, my mom doesn't listen to the radio. Um, she's deaf. No, she's not. She's not, she's not. <laughs> um, I was recently told, hashtag humble brag slash TMI, that uh, by this gentleman that I was the only woman he met who sucked dick as well as a gay guy. (laughs) Which I was like, oh my god, thank you. Wait. Uh, I had a lot of questions. Um, But that's fine. Like, at the end of the day, did I step in gum? Oh my god. Okay, I'm sorry. Focus, 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 focus. Um, I am going to get fired if my employer ever hears this. Uh... So I'm, I'm going to leave everyone on a, on a real, just a solid, clean PSA. If the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup, you need to rethink your life because that's fucking terrible coffee. Coffee, coffee. Okay, bye. Christy Bona, everyone! Dear Lord, making... The bubblegum garbage party. You ever heard of that? That's when you suck a flaccid dick and it doesn't get hard. It's just a bubblegum garbage party. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. You said bubblegum, and that's what my brain went to was the bubblegum garbage party. When you're trying and trying and trying and it's not working, and you're like, this is not my problem. This isn't your problem. You're on too many drugs. No, there's just they're on too many drugs. I get that's the problem. Is sometimes you're on MDMA and you're like, you know what? I actually wouldn't want the dick to be hard. It's more fun when it's soft because it's in your mouth. And you're on MDMA and you're like, this is a bubblegum garbage party, baby. This is Burning Man. There's no sand in my mouth. This is weird. You're next. <laughs> no one else has been to Burning Man. That's cool. Mike, you're next. Oh, yeah. You get to follow a bubblegum garbage party. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, nicknaming Christy Bonna Bubblegum Garbage Party, but maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, she, she has... Great time. 
No, she's having a great time, having a great time. And she sings karaoke. You can listen to one of the other karaoke things. Um, hey, your next comedian, what a joy and wonderment he is. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Mike Bonds. in your micro penis <laughs> god damn that's a hell of an introduction bro yeah, damn well that shit ain't micro but any oh we, do we have to have our mask on no we don't have to do the mask thing how you guys doing tonight man fuck fuck it's just tuesday right it's just it's just tuesday it's just fucking tuesday man wow man I, a funny thing about tuesday man i saw a homeless dude earlier man you guys ever seen a homeless hoarder before you know what i'm saying homeless dude that's a hoarder i was like damn this motherfucker is legit he had like 10 carts and shit just full of random ass shit on there i think he had like a donkey in the back i was like damn he's dope with this shit anyway saw a homeless hoarder dude uh i should i go to my old material fuck it why not man you know fuck it why not right yeah no way right fuck man uh i went to go buy white privilege the other day <laughs> Anybody selling white privilege? No, nobody selling white privilege, right? Right, you selling white privilege, right? Yeah, okay, you're not selling it to me though, right? I went to go buy white privilege the other day at the store and the dude was like, yo man, we don't have no white privilege but this black privilege right here. <laughs> Is there such a thing, right? Damn, man. Crazy about this year, 2021 already. We lost uh, Rush Limbaugh earlier this year. Isn't that fucked up, man? Don't laugh. Don't clap about that shit, man. That's that's. Don't clap about that. Don't you guys are, you guys are fucked up, man. That's some cold shit, right? The fact that he died during Black History Month. Now you can clap that shit up, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's one for Black History Month right there. That shit's gonna go down in Black History. I'm like, yeah, Rush Limbaugh died in Black History Month. Now we can celebrate this motherfucker, right? Jeez, people. Weed is getting too strong in San Francisco, guys. It's, it's get, ain't it, ain't it, what, tell him what weed's getting too strong? You know, he like, yeah, it's not strong enough yet, right? <laughs> Look, he got some weed in his hand, right? Fuck, dude, I was smoking with this dude the other day, man, from New York, man. And halfway through the joint, he developed the Jamaican accent. I was like, where the fuck you get that from? What kind of weed is that you smoking, man, you know? Half of us get high and we, we develop a Jamaican accent, like, fuck it, why not, right? I was going, I was uh, traveling uh, not too long ago through this uh, crazy-ass town, and uh, I was like, you know what, I'm hungry. I'm going to stop at McDonald's to eat, right? So I'm, uh, I drive through the little drive through and uh, this lady walks up with her, with her dog. Now, mind you, she was homeless, obviously, but she was fine as fuck, right? <laughs> I was like, damn! Hey, she was like, excuse me, sir, I just wanted some change, you know, buy a cheeseburger or something like that. And I don't ever solicit money for sex. Don't get me wrong, people. I'm not that guy. Don't put that on me like that. You know what I'm saying? Before a double cheeseburger, I was like, <laughs> nah, I wouldn't even do it. Like, don't, don't, don't laugh at that shit. I wouldn't solicit sex for a double cheeseburger. Maybe if it was supersized with a large fry. Yeah, I don't know. No, I wouldn't do it. But anyway, I gave her the change, but I was like, you know what? I really wanted to tell her she was in the wrong profession. I was like, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> she was with her dog, and she, I was like, you're doing it all wrong. Anyway, people, that was just my journey from the other day, you know? 
crazy life though. Anybody enjoying 2021 already? Anybody? Yeah. You motherfuckers are enjoying this shit, man. Nah, you enjoying 2021? You know, I say in 2021, you know, I got a lot of white friends. I got a lot of black friends too, but I'm really gonna start being more real with my white friends in 2021. You know what I'm saying? I really am, you know what I'm saying? Because I was hanging out with my white buddy the other day, right? And this dog walks up to me and he just starts licking my leg. And I was like, yo, dog, what's up with your dog, man? He's like, yo, man, my dog has ADHD. Just relax. I was like, yo, man, your dog has ADHD? Okay, cool. Uh, and then he goes, uh, yeah, my dog Larry. I said, well, there's this problem right there. You named him fucking Larry, right? You know? can't name your dog human names. That's why the motherfucker's crazy, right? Crazy shit, man. Um, I realized I had a big-ass head the other day. Clap it up if you got a big-ass head, man. You know what I mean? I know, right? You know you got a big-ass head, bro. You know? I went to go buy a hat the other day at the hat store, and the dude was like, hey, man, it's going to be 8 to 12 weeks before we get your size in. <laughs> the head is big as fuck. It's like, I know, man. I know, you know? And it's crazy, too, because my son got a big-ass head. I realize there's two conversations I'm going to need to have with my son. Number one, this is how you deal with the police. Number two, you got a big-ass head. And both conversations are equally just as important. You know what I'm saying? Both are. How many people think they phone watching them? You know your phone's watching you, right, Brady? You know your phone's watching you, right? I'm pretty sure my phone is watching me because the other day I was using a Waze app, and Waze was like, hey, Mike, it's a Popeye's about a half a block away. <laughs> Would you like to get there? I was like, damn, phone, you know me so well. Well, go ahead and get me there anyway. I got a few minutes to kill. Let's do this. Let's do this. For real, man. Um, I really understand that uh, being online is, is really dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Being on these little Instagrams and Facebooks and shit like that. Because you don't really, I don't know if you guys give a fuck, but I don't really scream my friends and shit. I don't give a fuck. All right, cool. You, you like the police? Cool. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I was walking down the street the other day, right? And this random ass person just walked up to me. Hey, Mike. I'm like, yo. He's like, it's me. I was like, yeah, it is you, right? It is you. It's like, dude, we've been Facebook friends for like 10 years. I was like, oh, really? I don't even remember this motherfucker, truthfully. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Then he starts holding on a conversation about me and my shit. I got to watch what I post. Then he starts holding on a full conversation. How's your son doing? He's all right. He still got that big ass head? Yeah, he does. <laughs> How's your grandmother doing? She's all right. She's still eating those edibles? Yeah, she is. You know, it's crazy, man. Speaking of my grandmother eating the edibles, you know, it's, uh, she just turned 96, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? First thing she said when she turned 96, she said, baby, I want you to give me some of them, you know, them edibles, put in a sweet potato pie for me. That's how I like it. It's like, I got you, grandma. I got you. Said, that's how I like it, baby. You know, I said, I got you, Grandma. We're going to make a sweet potato pie edible for you. You know what I'm saying? So me and Grandma sat down and had a slice of that sweet potato pie edible. You know what I'm saying? Halfway through the conversation, she started talking about how she used to suck my granddaddy's dick. I was like, whoa, Grandma, relax. That's too much information. This shit is hitting you hard, huh? Relax off that shit, man. I was like, damn, Grandma, it's too much, you know? Crazy thing about this pandemic, too, man, is I miss buffets. You guys miss buffets out here, man? I miss buffets. I know I'm a big, he's like, eh, you know. That's like my heaven, you know what I'm saying? Buffets for a big man, you know. I was at a buffet before this pandemic started, man. It's crazy, you know. First of all, you got to watch these kids in buffets. You can't let kids walk around buffets by themselves. She's like, nope, I know. You got kids, man? 
I know. She like, well, fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kid was walking around the buffet taunting the shit out of me. Hurry up, fat man. Let's go. Get your mashed potatoes. I was like, man, I'm about to slap the shit out this kid. Somebody better come get him. Come get this kid. Then the kid just kept taunting me and shit. Then the kid took a piece of that chicken and put it in the fudge fountain. He threw that shit at me. Smacked me right in the face. Bow. It's like, man, I'm about to kick this kid's ass. But I tried that shit, and turns out it was pretty good, man. So y'all go try that shit, man. It's called chocolate chicken. Tell them a little badass kid sent you. Hey, I'm Mike Bonds, and this has been Tiny Radio. This is Tiny Radio. Oh, Mutiny Radio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later. Wait, but Rachel, I'm so excited. He just pointed out that in mutiny is the word tiny. Tiny, tiny, tiny. It's like tiny camp. We're like, we're literally like a tiny. And it's so silly. I have a tiny harmonica on me today. And I have a tiny knife. And I have a tiny purse. I like tiny things. I'm like a Japanese woman born into a white lady body. Also, my battle cry is Kirkland. That's what I learned from tonight thus far. My battle cry is Kirkland. All of it kept me alive for this many years. Uh, A couple of comedians left. Your next comedian, she's never been here before. I'm excited to bring her up. Put your hands together for DW. Rolling in the floor, I know you going. Yeah, I know you going. Yeah, you want to fall with a savage little nigga in the fall. Now, where's yeah, where we throw shit? And I ain't never scared of nothing, no shit. Pretty low, not a cop, but she's rolling on my block. And you fucking with the iPhone. This reminds me of sex ed class. You have to like put the plastic on the banana. <laughs> um, so my name is DW or Dewana, but I don't like telling people Dewana because I don't like hearing people butcher my name. <laughs> It's just something I don't like to do. Uh, especially around white companies. They can never get it right. I don't understand. It's five letters with an apostrophe in the middle. It's not that hard. But I get, oh, Dewana? Dewina? Joanna? First and foremost, fuck Joanna Man. Fuck that movie to Kingdom Come because that movie has made my life hell. That movie came out in 2002, and I still get called the water man to this very fucking day. Ah, Irritates my soul. Anywho. Um, This also made me think about Jill Scott. I don't know if you saw her video where she was like giving the Gok Gok 3000 on the mic, but she basically was in the middle of performing, and she was like, this is how you suck a dick. And then she was like, like, like double, double handing it, and then like, like singing, singing around it with her mouth open. I was like, there are children here, Jill. Like, parents brought their children to this supposedly family-friendly event, and you out here teaching Felicio. Nobody asked for that, Jill. I still love her though. <laughs> I will suck both titties. I don't, I don't care. Um, exactly. Uh, <laughs> So I am born and raised in San Francisco. I know it's such a rarity. We're so rare. I like to call San Francisco natives unicorns, 
But I call black San Francisco natives black unicorns because what is rarer than a black unicorn? Think about it. Think about it. You've never seen one. Ever. It's some weird ass folklore and some weird ass pixie picture some five year old white girl drew and it's just a black unicorn, whatever. And it's felt. Uh, so yeah, I have recently witnessed both sides of the white spectrum in San Francisco. It was very wild. I went to Swan's Depot because I'm bougie and I want to spoil myself on Sunday. Um, and I overheard this white woman talking about, did you hear that you can't even say master bedroom anymore? Ugh. And they're getting rid of the Christopher Columbus statue. We can't even keep our culture anymore. And I was just trying to enjoy my oysters on a half shell with my clam chowder. <laughs> and this woman disturbed my peace and I tried to be, you know, the social justice warrior that I was trained to be. And I was like, excuse me, I couldn't help but overhear you. And she was like, ah, ah, no, no. And I'm like, ma'am, 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 ma'am. I didn't say shit yet. <laughs> oh, no. So if you're already getting mad, you know you did something wrong. Like what? What is the reason for Christopher Columbus? Like what is the purpose? Tell me, tell me why he is here. And she was like, uh, first and foremost, I may not look it, but I'm Spaniard and Native American. I'm like, oh shit, really? Oh no, your blonde hair and blue eyes would have totally just. Uh, that's silly of me. And I was like, well, if you're Native American, then shouldn't you, you know, feel some type of way about Christopher Columbus? And she was like. Well, I think it's important for my children to know their history, and I don't mind that Christopher Columbus massacred my people. I'm like, see, wow. this is what's wrong with you. And I had to walk away because I knew I was gonna like spill her Chardonnay on her lap. I knew it, I knew it. So the same day, same day, same day, I walked maybe like a block and a half the other direction, and I saw, I don't know what she was. I think she was maybe Russian. Let's say that for the sake of the story. And she was running from a crackhead who was, you know, respectably scary. And she was, <laughs> she was waiting, she was waiting for a cab. And I was like, oh ma'am, do you need like, do you need backup? Do you need us to like, like, you know, if we stand together, we look bigger to the crackhead. Like, do you need us? Do you need us to like, what do we, what do I need to do to like to help you? And she was like, oh no, no, thank you so much. But Black Lives Matter and Asian Lives Matter. She got in the cab and went away. And I was just like, <laughs> am I mad? It, it, uh, I don't know how to feel now, because it was a very, <laughs> very random day. Um, I will tell one last part about my occupations. I'm a teacher. I teach, yeah. I teach the babies. Um, we are currently on distance learning, and it sucks. But uh, remember when kids had dreams? Like, remember when kids, like, aspired to be things? Like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to run for president. You know what the kids' dreams are now? I want a YouTube channel. And I'm like, Lou, suck up. No, that is not a career. Do you think I'm really going to put money, time, and dedication to teach you how to edit videos for YouTube just so you can get bored after a month later because you don't know how to edit right? So you can call me at 2 o'clock in the morning to, Miss Stewart, I don't, how do you find child if you don't leave me be? But that's my whole point is that there is a low 
low low bar for what children inspire to be. And it makes me sad because it's like now children don't want to be doctors. They want to be YouTube stars. They want to be Instagrammers. They want to be influencers. I'm like, but who do you influence if what? You're 17. Who are you influencing? Who is inspired by you? What have you done that's inspiring? <laughs> and I don't, and I don't want to like, you know, as an educator, you can't just tell a child you ain't, you ain't inspiring. Like that's not something that you want to hear. It's just like, um, you can be anything that you want to be. And most of these kids respond to me. I don't want to be anything. I just want to stay at home and watch TV. And I'm like, if your parents kick you out, it's not going to be on me. Cause I tried my very best to give you career choices, things to do with your life. But you know what? If you want to be a 25 to 35 year old chilling at your mama's house, I'm not going to stop you. Shoot for the stars. And that's my time. <laughs> yay! DW, hooray! And then yay! And then yay, and then yay. Okay, um, I'm the last person, so I'm going to run around. Yay. DW was talking about the bar. You know, some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. <laughs> like, what are you? What's wrong with you? You all tindery weirdos. Who's on dating apps? Who's dating apps? He's got it going on. All the rest of you are liars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a truth. I've never been on an a dating app. I'm 46 years old and I've never had a dating profile. This is the one thing I base my integrity on, so you must clap for it. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Uh, that and I've never seen the movie Titanic. These are the two things that I like rest all my laurels on. All the laurels rested on no internet dating, never seen Titanic. I am an integritist bitch. No, I'm not a bitch. I hate to use that word. It's so pejorative. Uh, sorry, not funny. Uh, I'm really excited because I've been rereading Shakespeare plays and I realized that although a guy, like he knew what he was talking about, like I feel like he's speaking to me about menopause. Double, double, toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble. Yes, these are my underwear. This is what we're talking about. I am a 14-year-old boy now. There is heat inside my pants. The crotch pot is cooking, let me tell you. I also get hot flashes. I could easily cook an egg on myself. There's enough wetness. Nothing will stick. I'm like a wet seal. I wanted to go to wet seal. Remember, remember wet seal, right? I didn't know that that's what that clothing thing was about. It's about menopausal women being like, I'm wet like a seal at night. I wish I was forever 21. It's <laughs> cool. See, you know, this is geezer girl jokes, and I'm so glad that you got that. Also, Contempo Casuals, I still have some earrings from them. Yes. Oh, remember, I remember my youth when, like, my entire personality was shopping. <laughs> it was so much easier then when I was a true capitalist. 
I'm a, I'm, I'm a socialist now. I, don't, I haven't bought anything since I was in junior high. These, um, these are not from junior I do have a couple leggings, though, that literally I've had since high school, and I'm 46, and uh, I have a lot of my clothes from high school. I can fit into all my cheerleading outfits. Yay! Okay, let me show off for a second. Let's see if I can do it. Like, I'm a little drunk, but I still think with just that balance, I can still... Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm 46 years old, and, like, my leg is, like, right up on my head. I can do the splits. I can do the front back. I know, right? And no, none of the comics want to fuck me because they're like, oh, you give up such a serious mom vibe. I'm like, what about a stepmom vibe? A stepmom vibe. Everyone talks about those porn. Everyone's into stepmom porn. Are they not? Do I not give up a stepmom vibe? Your mom doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I like, I also, people often say that I look like the art teacher that everyone wanted to fuck. <laughs> like that's, that's another one I get. I also get a lot of people say I look like Katherine Keener if she had a serious problem with cocaine. <laughs> like I get that one too. <laughs> yeah. But to that I say I don't look anything like Katherine Keener. Also, I can't afford cocaine. I'm not Katherine Keener. You know, she's so rich. Who can afford that stuff? Yay. You know, drugs, yay. I've been microdosing MDMA for the past week and a half. Like, every day. It's in my pocket. I have, like, a tiny bit left, this crazy stuff. No, I've been taking, like, I've been microdosing MDMA. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. For, like, the past week and a half. This guy gave me a pill, and he's like, I was like, what is this? He's like, this MDMA, whatever. And I was like, what, what does that mean? And he goes, I was like, how, what is this? He goes, so you split it between like, I don't know, eight people. I was like, what if I take it over 16 days by myself? That's what microdosing is. Yeah, oh, the skies are open to me, or I've lost the plot, or reality's just a construct, and we're just all pawns on a checkerboard of life, just moving around. <laughs> no, I really thought I lost the plot. I've lost the woo. It's good. I try not to eat bananas in public anymore because I feel like it's too sexual of an act. <laughs> like it's, it's like that. No, I got so much attention in this outfit, and I'm like, is it because I'm skinny or is it because I'm wearing bright colors? Like, I don't know, like, what's happening, but I got so much attention today. Like, everyone was like, what? I was like am I giving serious eye contact? Because I, I had sunglasses on. How do they see me? How do the guys, how do the guys that are running shirtless see me staring at them when I'm wearing sunglasses? <laughs> sunglasses how is that how is it that they look back at me when I'm wearing sunglasses like did you were you hoping that I was staring at you and I would I mean I what I he I'm glad he was not wearing a shirt I was like oh yeah springtime bitches like you know what I do you watch soccer aha so do I you know what I love about Premier League soccer finally I get to watch hot 23 year old men make goals They're, they're, they literally making goals. That's <laughs> they're, ah! I've never, maybe it's a European thing. It just doesn't happen here. I don't know. I don't know. They're just such snowflakes. They're like, no. They're just so weak. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I really feel like, I feel like we made, this is, no, this is just a TED talk, but I feel like we made men weak because of single mothers. 
because all the single mothers were doing everything. They were a mom and a dad, and they were working, and they were doing everything, and they were doing it all. Yeah, right? Exactly. And so they had, and they're like, mm, women are going to take care of me forever. <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a boy. I'm just a boy in the world. I'm like, were you listening to Gwen Stefani too? Except it was about you. That's what all the millennials are. A millennial's idea of a pickup line is, I see you. No, that no, that is. Have you not gotten that from a millennial? That's their pickup line now. They're so weak; they have no game. All they have to do is, I see you. Yeah, we all have eyes, asshole. You can't be at least a little bit original. A homeless guy on the street said to me, "Girl, you've been living a long time to look 22." See, that's a compliment. I see you, you lazy piece of dog shit. Really? You, I'm gonna, uh, you tall and skinny, I'm gonna fuck you, fuck you. Here's the other thing, this is crazy. Like, I've, I've had eating disorder for years, and now all of a sudden guys are calling it intermittent fasting. It's called anorexia. You're gonna mansplain anorexia to me? I've been doing this for 30 years, dickbag. No, but I'm intermittent fasting. See, I just think it's funny. Mansplaining anorexia to the ladies, right? I love you, Pam. Thanks. Well, <laughs> I got a laugh from Christy in the bathroom. Uh, yeah, no, the beauty, and there's a thing. Actually, we've done sets from the bathroom before. You can actually pull a microphone in there and do a set from the bathroom. I, I'm peepoofarts.com. Uh, all right, my time is done because we have two more hey, comics that just showed Mauricio up, and we're going to, I know Mauricio and Kyle just walked in. Oh, Mauricio and So Kyle. that's exciting. So you can all clap for me because I think no, I said funny things. Cool, 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 cool. All right. The plastic bags are here. Give it up for Mauricio. All right, man. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. God damn it. Damn it. She's here for us, and I jacked off to her three times on Facebook. That's when you know it's real, man. Yeah. The second one wasn't enough, and love comes at three, you know? Someone told me that's a Bible power number. I don't know. All right, my name's Mauricio, man. If I suck, my name is Josh Kahn, man. Let's do this, right? You know? Yeah. He's the biggest sellout in the world, you know? Testing, one, two, you know? What I like to talk about right now is uh, I'm an educated man. Uh, I come from Seattle. I know that people in the Bay Area are stupid as fuck, so I'm going to bring, I'm going to start talking slowly, you know? People in the Bay are so scared of education, you put Barnes & Noble in Emeryville. And Seattle's just down the street, man. Fuck yeah. I read for free, and then a white man tells me that I've done enough, you know? And then he calls the cops, and I get a pumpkin spice latte and watch Frasier, man. You know what I mean? My name's Josh Cohn. Hey, can you give me one of those, homie? All right, give it up for my favorite undercover cop, Kyle Morrissey, man. He's busting all of us, man. If he doesn't do a line of cocaine, he's about to bust you. That's what we know, you know? That's what we get down, right? What they like to talk about right now on the news, uh-oh. Have you guys heard the news right now? Aliens are getting closer? God damn, man. Pentagon released a video of a UFO that's getting too close, man. And I realized that there's two scenarios in my life. I hang out in Maltov. Shout out to Laura Haight. And I realized that <laughs> if they show up to Maltov's, there's only two scenarios. We're either drinking a beer or I'm fucking up that motherfucker, right? 
It's like, can you imagine next to the pool table? I'm like, what the fuck you looking at, puto? You know, those beady eyes. He's like, hey, you don't know me like that, bato, and I throw a punch, right? And he sends me through like this, like telekinesis power, right? And I wake up naked in the middle of Texas with something up my ass. I was like, and then World Stop Hip Hop's like, Mauricio got punked, man. Holy shit, man. Can't be good, you know? All right, man. Uh, I hate when uh, white people tell me that they know aliens when they don't know shit. I know aliens. You know why? Because I get molested by them at 3 a.m. Fuck. It sucks, right? I got the worst apartment in downtown Oakland. God damn, right? The one thing that sucks is I feel like one of those aliens didn't use a condom, so I'm pregnant right now, right? When that fucker shoots out of my stomach, he's like, no, I can't afford you right now. The beer is expensive. No. Ah. He's like, no, no, no. I was like, I love you, Mauricio Jr. And I have to take him to Golden Gate Park to eat white people, right, to get revenge from high people, right? Yeah. And he spits out an eyeball. He's like, no, no, no. I was like, I love you again, Mauricio Jr. You're not full yet? Let's go to the marina next, right? Hey, my name's Josh Kahn, man. Uh, good stuff, man. Uh, I was recently in jail in Vegas because a racist white cop tried to George Floyd my ass, right? But I fought back, right, with my Dragon Ball moves, you know? They still busted on my thumbs, and I woke up in jail. And white people hate me right now because I keep telling white kids that jail is fun. And do drugs and drop out of school. That way the rents go low, right? Yeah. right too soon, right? <laughs> yeah. And I love when I was in jail because I was finally not a minority. Ow! White people slept under our benches, man. I'm from SoCal, too. I was like, man, this is like home, man. Fuck this, yeah. I was uh, the second. I was second in charge of cell block three, man. Shout out to Vegas, you know. And uh, one thing I love is that uh, I told jokes in jail, and the bloods were like, man, if you fuck this setup, we're fucking you up next to the sink. I killed it, motherfuckers. I killed it so hard that I got a blowjob. I was like, god damn, man. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then when he was done, I was like, go Blazers. You know? Yeah. And he's like, are you going to remember when you, when you get out of jail because you're very talented? I was like, not at all, sir. You know? <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And like, wait, what is your name again? I was like, Josh Kahn, man. And I think I'm going to need a blowjob at Mini Radio at one point. You know? Yeah, man. <sighs> man, I do street crime in South America and say my name is Josh Kahn. Yeah, I can tell you, you motherfuckers aren't woke, man. Am I the only one that drank Icelandic water today? Wow, this is ridiculous. Uh, one thing I like to talk about, I'll leave you guys with this one, is uh, don't fall for the white man, right? They think they're geniuses, but they're not, right? The Beatles aren't geniuses, man. They did a song called Cuckoo-Coo-Choo, Cuckoo-Choo, I mean, I'm the egg, man. I'm like, God damn, I'm not that high, man. What the fuck is this? This is a song in the white man's world? You know who's a, you know who's a better genius than the Beatles? Jewel. Because she showed up to Santa Monica, lived in a van, and made it without sucking a man's dick. Now that's my hero, yeah. All right, my name is Josh Kung. Come after me, motherfuckers. Yeah, peace out. I love you. He is the Eggman, he is the Eggman, he is the walrus, cuckoo, 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 that was Mauricio, yay. Yay, our last comedian of the night, he made it back from a crazy place over by Fremont or something. Put your hands together, everybody. You can see him tomorrow night at um, Asiento. Hey, everybody, it's Kyle Morrissey, yay. Spontaneous. Uh, I had caffeine way too late, and so I might just freeze up halfway through this set. We'll see what happens. I'm happy to be here. Been isolated for a long time. Been isolated for a long time. The quarantine 
uh, was tough. It was tough. You know how I lost so many friends because of this disease. Um, I mean, they didn't die. They just stopped talking to me. <laughs> like once I once I went into quarantine, I didn't know how to use Zoom. That was it. I lost all my friends. Um, I I I did. I actually it when when quarantine started, there were some comics who were like, like we uh, we this is what we do. So like actually, this is a real opportunity now that you don't have the stage. You can like write and you know really figure something out. It's a real opportunity. And it turns out it was an opportunity when you don't have the stage to just realize how everyone who does this is actually just a narcissistic asshole. Um, <laughs> Without the stage, that's it. That's that's all we are. Like I said, I I wish my friends. See, if my friends had died of COVID, I'd at least like know their status. I don't know. I have no idea. Like <laughs> I have no idea what they're doing. Um, but you know, it's a good lesson. And I I think I'm partially to blame for for any drama that happened in my life uh, over the last year. I um I I really it reminded me. I feel like I have unhealthy boundaries when it comes to like friendships with guys. Like I do, anytime I have a sincere moment with a guy, there's just a voice in the back of my head that's like, kiss him, kiss him, kiss him, come on, kiss him, kiss him on the mouth, kiss him on the mouth. It's not, it's not, it's not gay. Like I feel this way about my dad. Like every time he puts his hand on my shoulder and it's like, I'm proud of you. I'm just like, what if we just started making out? Oh my God. <laughs> oh shit. Can't uh, I don't take compliments well. That's like a millennial thing, maybe. I think it is. It's because I don't, I don't, I don't do it. Anytime someone says something nice about me to me, I immediately get deflective and start explaining why that's not true. <laughs> the other day, someone was like, "Hey, nice haircut." I was like, "Actually, I'm a real piece of shit." <laughs> uh, my 20s have been a nightmare of financial failures. So, I just went to Supercuts. This cost twenty dollars. It's not a good haircut. Not a good haircut. Um, you know what interested me at the beginning of like quarantine were all the conspiracy theorists who were like, COVID's fake. COVID is not real. It's fake. You got to look for the signs. I was like, what, the f what are they talking about? Fast forward a few months, I learned how easy it is to fall victim to that kind of thinking. It, ha it happened to me. I'll admit it. I fell down the rabbit hole. I did. Uh, in a very unexpected way, I I was watching a movie called Jaws. Maybe you remember it came out. It only came out like 45 years ago. Um, <laughs> I was watching Jaws, and about halfway through Jaws, I, I was like, but this is exactly how coronavirus happened. This is an old movie. This is an old movie, and the story, beat for beat, is exactly like COVID. I'll, I'll walk you through it. There's an unknown thing that's killing people. There's an unknown thing that's killing people. You guys okay? <laughs> There's an unknown thing that's killing people. And then the experts look into it and they're like, oh shit, this thing's really dangerous. The biggest, it's 4th of July weekend's coming up. Everyone's gonna be at the beach. We gotta warn people. And they go to the mayor and tell him. The mayor's like, fuck you, I'm not, I'm not shutting down. Are you kidding me? A, our small local economy depends on the revenue that we make from this, from this weekend. And so they stay open and thousands of people show up at the beach and some of them die and then everyone is shocked. Um, but here's the crazy part. Uh, this is where I, I, he I heard the words of the conspiracy theories echoing in my head. They finally show the shark. And you haven't really seen it. You've seen like a fin here, a tail there, but they finally show the shark. Like, 
full on, you see the shark, and the moment you do, you're like, that is the fakest fucking shark <laughs> that I've ever, there's no way that's what killed those people. Are you kidding? There, that, there's clearly something off screen controlling that thing. And the crazy part is if you go back and you rewind it, and you look at all the people that the shark ate, 94-year-old diabetics who weighed 400 pounds. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's insane. Do you guys remember at the beginning of quarantine, how they were putting uh, people on ventilators, like oxygen tanks? Remember that? Do you remember how they killed the shark? Like I said, the movie only came out like 45 years ago. Let's, well, it died of COVID. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, that's been it for me. All right, thank you very much, everybody. Bye. Yay, Kyle! Kyle Morrissey. Well, that's been the impression. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go www.subliminalsf.com. Oh yeah, it's um gods uh it is uh fruits of the gods it's bug house square it's tuesday it's six welcome indeed have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug House Square, uh, what do I got for you? Um, I got just a, a ton of good music and uh, quite a few contributors tonight, so stay tuned to that. Um, yeah, I just I got I went out and bought some records, so I'm really kind of stoked. I I, uh, I had a little Christmas money, and uh, that's how I treated myself to some records. So uh, I'm gonna play that. It's like Sean, did you get something cutting edge, fresh, new? <clears throat> no, no, I went for the classics. <laughs> but you know what can you do? I'm a uh, sucker for the. All right, bug out square. Stick around. Stormy days, we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man, come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? 
Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. I'm Serena, Allison, Daniel, Fiona, Kate, Lee, Oliver. And this is Radio 11. Been informed more complaints in that instance and hit to his head. Came the response. He grinned and snapped a bubble and know what happened with. Toronto showing into the hallway and motioned to the secretary as she waved at him and got up to greet him. Black hair that had to have been done up recently, and a white starched blouse and a black chain, elegant and simple. And cufflinks. She didn't have an accent, and he didn't expect one. Global never does when they're not expecting expecting company, and he placed the paper. I'm Serena, Allison. In. What was it again? Everything? Came the response to a sort of reddish fluorescent and there was hum. Secondaries, her voice flatted a little. Keep your voice at this tone so that it's in line with the active RF chokes we have going around the place. The papers. And the kit into a time travel series, you know. With the pages and all. You know what happened with. Tron. They both said it, but her mouth was only motioning. Her mouth remained open and she smiled. How did she do that? She turned and her shoulders motioned him into a room directly behind, and he paused and proceeded towards it, with her behind him. He looked back a bit and motioned a question towards the brass doorknob. She nodded and they both proceeded into the room, which again was lit well, and, well, a bit of a thick wall. And, tap tap. His watch was out, shielded. The door closed and she hit a button on her watch, and the lights dimmed to a sort of reddish fluorescent and there was hum. Secondaries, her voice flatted a little. Keep your voice at this tone so that it's in line with the active RF chokes we have going around the place. The papers. And the coffee. And the gum. Good job and I hope you picked up everything we left, yes? The. You found it impossible not to beam and look around at the place. It only takes one word to get into this place, eh? He joked. Of course it took several months and a year and plus before that, but he was here. And here? Well. Heard anyway. He maintained and took out his pen, and pulled a paper up from the desk and began to write a few words. The women looked on the bit begruzzled, as her face noted the word and she said nothing. Then he clicked the pen and the word lit up in a sort of iridescence, and as he moved his light across the word, the patterns moved, and continued and moved as long as the light was on them, pausing only when he took away the light, and using those last bits of light to orient themselves into. Stasis. Was the word. He explained, although he didn't need to, for her, he still felt a bit like Mr. Wizard with this thing, and as he kept his voice at a dim glimmer, and she continued to eye the ink on paper, as it had now been transfixed for several minutes in the beauty of the alignment of the... What was it again? Electroglupasilicate. He said as plainly as the red light on her cufflinks. And he blinked at her. She looked over the pen and took off her cufflinks and they did indeed match. Same guy, I can see. Incredible taste in... What was it again? Everything? Came the response. 
the form that follows function at its ultimate and timely and literally time and specificity of genetics in a package designed in for and with and. Well this is where planet Earth finds a use for its silicon, and silicon finds a purpose for its ordered numbering. In truth, there were no numbers. This was pure life, on whatever surface and surfaced, and still, and still enough to travel and. It likes light she said and smiled to him as she played with a pen across the paper. Well, it doesn't just like light, it likes to sleep as well. The orientation is a learning experience for these silly guys and gals, on paper anyway. They spend their time solving their own problems, which in turn, when applied solves your problem, if you know what you're doing. And I hope you do. Because we can't lose these. It's that simple and they'll carry on and work their way out of your own problem if you have the right one which works for life, and that is why these are going places. Because we needed an ethics on chip and this is the style breakfast better than any possibility we'd imagined. You know how they were discovered? I thought you were going to say asteroid she noticed she was becoming interestingly excited and had to dim her voice a bit more. Sort of like that. It was a smashed glass from a satellite onto a flight carrier that had its little science experiment exposed to refracting light and electricity for 11 and a half minutes until they were crushed into dust by a jet landed onto them. Strange circumstance. The material from the jet and the glass, electrical and radio, and these little mite guys who were meant to survive in space, survived into a flattened surface of goo on the tarmac. Funny thing it was noticed right away because the little guys camoed themselves into a landing stripe sign the guys had never seen before. It was like a cross between a danger do not land signal, and a tangent on where they all wanted to exit. When he walked away to tell all the guys, the stuff stuck to his feet and began tapping Morse code into his boot. Good thing he passed the test, because they tapped this very word into his shoe, and so they brought them to us. The cufflinks look good on cue. Classed him up a bit. So this is trial J on this one, and those papers up front. You can feed it to these guys if they're hungry. I've got to get on and about to the other three about it and you need to. Write these events up. I know she picked up the pen. Well you came at the right time, and you know we're into a crunch. What's the protocol for these guys in public? Just don't leave the paper behind. They get all cross when they lose their mates and it confuses the out of baristas who try to claim their outrageous tips. It seems these fellas have a bit of a wit towards the ladies and, well anyway. Keep them happy and they'll keep you happy. Happy. We're all happy. And that's the point. Dot. Anybody using that? He pointed to the hat on the hat track, didn't wait for a response and picked it up and headed towards the door, correcting his coat up a bit as he got out of the room. She smiled and led him back to the front and clicked her clacker at him and looked up as she sat down at the desk again and stated 101. He nodded towards the door and out. A hat, he liked. It was like odd jobs top rounded, but without the. He looked. And replaced it to his head. Yes without the chop chop part. He was back into his part. A bit more like himself and thinking of Arya. Well that didn't take long. How about a light travel dare walk down where I'm headed and then afterwards? It was dark. The mist was starting to hit midway's level and the two had been walking for about two hours talking about the project, 
and its specifics and integrations and making sure everybody involved had gotten what they needed. And us. Hugh tapped the cufflinks, and they continued walking. It wasn't a bad day you know. It was better than yesterday, and that kind of reminds me. You know, he pointed down to her. Those bits. Ah yes. Perhaps if we had more time yesterday. But we're here in the now. You know. And our stop is just ahead. Do you want to take a seat? Q paused and thought for a second. The mist was certainly coming up around him and the cufflinks were a sort of see-through now, with the water vapor, and he thought to himself. Well, now is the time, he raised his arm and tapped his two fingers across both anode and dryodes of the cufflinks and there was an incredible and warble just around them, like an egg. The light hitting them was fizzing around like little swimmy things, and the water vapor was just dots, completely solid and not moving a speck. Arya did look surprised, and looked at his jacket cuff and up at his grinning smile. The light from her warbled a bit too and they just stood there for a second, watching all of everything pass through them, as they became non-entities and the separation of light from matters and facts of spatial reasoning, said Q in his dim slated voice. And they carried forward. I see. Was Arya's gentle response and she took his hand and they continued walking forward towards a pier on the ocean. They don't as they passed some non-passerbys who didn't look up nor at all, and their speech was not an echo in thought as it was normally, and they could justly hear them and know they were not heard. They didn't see the click, or thought it was a mirage. And now we're here. Light, aren't they? He jiggled his cufflinks at the non-weight and continued walking and smiling about it. The light powers these things and the water is static and so is our material, and so. And so, Arya motioned up to the stars and they both looked up. And we are light too, I can feel it. It felt as if they had no weight, and indeed felt as if they could walk forever on these two feet and never need a rest or a place to stop. That was right. With only light and non-matter, it didn't matter. He said to himself. And the light was just that part of the wording that helped it make sense and the egg was. Well that was just a little joke, and in fact the forum again, and they talked about the joke. Of course we did she joked later in the conversation, and also of course referring to the punchline. And we always will. And will they ever, and so they carried on a bit about it, and talked about the marriage of these technologies and of course what they were really good for, which again by design was the design of life, and life itself was. Well. They both nodded on in times like this when even things became a bit heady and they had done their jobs to get this here and that there, and the magnificence was. Oh. Well it was and. Hugh took out a second pen from his pocket. I got you a gift, of course. And they go together. Oh. This one's is a different color. I see. I like it. Metallic. Would be good for some drawing, you know. If we can get our hands on Miranda's notebook. You know the one I mean. He did. What did she call it? Spatial case book she did. We should call her tomorrow. Or is she already on? Is that you? A gentle ping came from her watch. Yes it's me and me, you know the footage is done. Developed and such for the film. You didn't tell her about. Did you? Of course not. Theaters took me up on the prints and the showings will be on and on about midnight the EGS will be lit up and we'll be on time. That is to be seen she grinned. Well quite. 
It should have quite an effect. The one you're looking for, I hope. With the right audience. Was his responsive response and they carried on a bit about it, and imagined for a bit what the new beginning would be like, and hoped they'd make it on time, and they joked some more about that. Well. And just at that moment, an asteroid came about the horizon and blitzed them all around, as the ocean burst up into a wash and stuck to the bubble they were now pausing and positively amazed and... Amazingly. They just stood there, and the matter passed through them, and it was as if they'd seen a million years of star experience in that instance and they were now quite definitely above ground, as the crater was now beneath them and water began to flow into it and yet they hovered. Oh side effect, said Q and he stepped up a bit. And Arya smiled. And they began walking on the water pinholes and they were prickly but easy to balance on. And the mist was still around, and as they walked onto it and walked up the sky opened up and it began to rain, each time dropping pins around them and each time they walk up and up and up. And completely stable, and in the rain they walked up towards a cloud and it began to murble an electrical murble and they paused and thought about it. And it thought about them and they could hear a slight whisper. And they hadn't heard that kind of voice before. And it was the water. And the water was just gently carrying on a conversation with itself, about its direction and about the presence of presence to be delivered on so and so, and it was in plain language, as they now heard it at its pause, and the light continued to swim around like water, and the water, inside still spun a bit to orient, and they looked closer, and closer at the individual droplets of water on their bite the blade. And Q brought up Arya's hand where she held the pen, and clicked the light onto the water. And... Tiny people. Gasped Arya like a bit of a shock she might have gotten from that pen or something. And yes. Dozens of highly recognizable people were chattering away, and away they were, miles and miles in fact. And that's the direction they faced. Towards themselves, if they needed the water and away and about in fact if they were chattering with other water warble bits about their bits and just what to do with themselves. And I'd stand tonight, you know. If the easterly is going to kick off. And that bit of muck on aisle 5 has got to get a clearing, and a salty one they joked with each other. Some of the water just stood around and seemed confused about the light. And they looked at Arya and Q standing there watching them. Oh said one bit of water. So you found us out, eh? You're not going to tell anybody about us, are you? I mean with this thing and all. We haven't seen this thing turned on in... Well a couple of years and it was pretty fine back then. We'd love to stay and chatter about it, but our fellas have to get on with several light years worth of time and materials which you lot think is just a freak asteroid and a simple storm, eh? I bet that's what you think. Like the cloud didn't see that thing years ago and we haven't been chattering about it up until this point. I mean. A notion's worth of. What do you keep calling it? Van der Wall. Oh that's right. Well it's us. Hello. The water droplet chirped and cue. Yes I'm this bit of electron here, and that's my mate and we're headed in that direction for the big one, you know. If we can swing it? Cue clicked off the pen. He knew. Well we'd better get to the show, and the show must go on, he stated to Arya and they began walking a bit towards the theater. I'd like a bit more of that, she said to him, and they were grasping each other's hands now. I mean you couldn't ask him a bit more about the weather, eh? Well they've got their lot and we've got ours tonight. 
and I'm sure we'll all be alright if the lights don't go out? She shuddered. Oh yes. Well the generator is handy but we weren't planning for a long outage. We'd have to move the show if it goes out and long. But we'll see. Dot. They just hit the theater at 11, and front row Miranda was there with her notebook as Arya sat on one side and Q on the other, with some goobers for the show he'd picked up in the front. Dot. Lights dimmed except the beams coming from the rear towards the screen, and Miranda took out her notebook expectantly. She motioned the pen for Maria, who gave it to her and she began to draw. Dot. The film was an art film. I'm Serena, Allison, Daniel, Fiona, Kate, Lee, Oliver, Anthony above ground, as the you might have gotten from that pen or, I mean, an ocean's worth of, what do you keep calling it? Van der Wall. Oh that's right. Well it's us. Hello. The water droplet chirped and Q. Yes I'm this bit of electron here, and that's my mate and we're headed in that direction for the big one, you know. If we can swing it? Q clicked off the pen. He knew. Well we'd better get to the show, and the show must go on, he stated to Arya and they began walking a bit towards the theater. I'd like a bit more of that, she said to him, and they were grasping each other's hands now. I mean you couldn't ask him a bit more about the weather, eh? Well they've got their lot and we've got ours tonight. And I'm sure we'll all be alright if the lights don't go out? She shuddered. Oh yes. Well the generator is handy but we weren't planning for a long outage. We'd have to move the show if it goes out and long. But we'll see. Dot. They just hit the theater at 11 and front row Miranda was there with her notebook as Arya sat on one side and Q on the other, with some goobers for the show he'd picked up in the front. Dot. Lights dimmed except the beams coming from the rear towards the screen, and Miranda took out her notebook expectantly. She motioned the pen for Maria, who gave it to her and she began to draw. Dot. The film was an art film. Well. The three knew it wasn't a film at all, but a continuous loop of two and a half feet of cellulose with our little friends running around in the light, charting and orienting to the eyeballs on them in the audience. And the audience was amused. At very first by the geometric primitive shapes in 2D, then 3D, then color, and as the color was painted onto the 3D objects they began to spin and form more complex shapes and color themselves and the lines from the shapes would become evident and the lines would change color, as gradients, and move into as other lines, also in 3D and starting making real pictures that one could readily see as animals and people and plants and small critters. And then created was a backdrop which moved independently. Although some of the material critters or EGS would switch between front and background as needed and instantly adjust its coloring to match the presentation which was the orientation of the rest of them, and us. The pictures began to tell a story, a story about the audience, about how they had traveled there, their day, perhaps the day before, and what was on their mind. Quite the little mind readers, aren't they? 
He turned and smiled past Miranda and onto Aria as Miranda began to draw in her notebook. And the pictures were then very much about the present. About this moment. And in fact began to draw the audience as seated. And it was very much like a mirror. Except the patterns were evident which thoughts were coming off which people in the audience. And Miranda was at the center. And more centrally centered, the pen, metallic, in which she continued to draw into the notebook. And the paper glimmered and she was drawing primitive shapes like triangles and circles and the pen was a thick metallic and all sorts of language flowed inside the metal as a communication of what she was drawing, thinking, and the light coming off the screen and its messaging. The screen now began, as if again, stopping abruptly and showing a countdown as a film starting might do. And it was a bit now into the future. Kind of like Christmas past in fact and began showing the storm outside and all the materials it had come to know about with contact with water and explained in pictures what the water wanted and why they were water in the first place, and to expound on it would just make literal sense, because they were in this place and the people and events were so specific to those moments, and ever-changing, that it was simply understood, and if you were watching it, you altered it and understood it as it altered you, and so forth and all the time. And Miranda drew a square into her notebook and scribbled into it a little poem, and the metallic seemed to like the poem and hurried around it, and the light from the theater shone on it a bit more, until the lights went out, and the film stopped, and the place was completely out now, sans the final metallic glow on the paper as they rushed to orient onto the poem, and the dimness became static. Onus and soft peat. For wit to eat. Ponder stitch. Neat said Q. And Miranda and Aria just paused a bit. We've got the program. For now Miranda gave the pen to Aria and closed her notebook. These guys will stick tight, but we have a bit more for them to do at the next showing. What should we do until then? More of the same, I guess, guessed Q. Right, and tapped his cuffs again at the two women and they got up and walked with him, to his left and continued on, and Aria grappled at Miranda's rear and motioned them along. And as motion goes, it was a pretty good one, and they carried on and carried each other in light conversation as the tryst met in a spatial hazy o which they stepped into and around and their rear view mirrors were reveled in and beveled shades of hues and trickles of water popped in to say hello, and the sky's night was a deep blue and heady ideas of a continuation of their prior episodic adventure carried themselves into the night, and eventually into the padded bed they adored, and with each other took some bliss and a time and a half to say hello to to all their bits from forward and behind, and in and about, and onwards and upwards, etc. And they smiled and at a very early morning, or later later evening, Miranda opened up her notebook from the bedside above, and opened to the poem, and the light from her eyes reflected onto the page, and the poem winked back at her, and carried on with the paper for a second glimmer at Aria and the queue, out and turned and they just spent some time with each other's juicier bits for a time, and time again as they do and imagined in positions their bodies as it pleased them and each other, and the leisure of pleasure carried them in their evenings, like tonight, and with hope every night, and the sparkier bits were sparked and the water bits washed over them, and it was time and again, they took pause, and drifted off to a warm sleep for the tryst of them to trust and read over the day on a new day like tomorrow was promising to be. Dot. The proceeding has been a mild delve into the adventuresome and others for the non-crudity of credulous credibilities in the ongoing saga of our friends and their living forms of grandulous grandurosity the e.g.s. 
and for our pals. In a Tales true and women showed their buttocks to other women to tauntle for, if that were a word, and it made us to utilize the measure mountainite, and we name it thus so as to utilize the measure of bars and beats and treasure to bury for later as in the coin termed paper you neglected to write the evening before dewdrops bonders a muddy sandal toed continuation of a runner on sentences in a jail cellular conversation which a copywriter turned you on to, like a car keyed for digital entry in an age of golden ratio Fibonacci, the petal rose as grows on you, tattoo lady. What was her name again? came a quiet whisper across the room where needles true and women showed their buttocks to other women to tauntle for, if that were a word, and it may be just and those drawings, where did you get them from? They are from a notebook I've been meaning to keep yet keep losing, as in my mind. She flipped through the art book, look here's another. Do you think that would look good here? Your other buttock. Yes and slightly to the left this time, see if I raise like this, and I'm on my side. You know? Well, for the... Shoot. I lost another one. That's the third needle this week. I've got to buy myself another set, but I've been using this one since the 80s. You know I draw on Mount Claire before her movie career. Remember she was all up into it and said it would never end. It was her buttock too, funny choice of wordings. She had me right up there. Up where? Asked the notebook women. Oh, I see. She looked at the pictures Ava was showing her now. In any event, yes she's beautiful, and I never saw the films. Stag were they? Kind of dark lines there, don't you think? And what's that? Just that. It's just a star with an arrow through it. Clever if you're into a Cupid's way out of town, as she was. Well she was my invention. She'd come in during the middle of the week and let me draw and pay me in tips from the movies and we'd have a chat about what was next and next too, and sometimes we'd go in the backhand, well she was she and I was me and it was good to see her from all sides. And so the women lit up, her cigarette, and flipped through the book that was being handed to her, as Ava drew more on her right buttock and began to hum. It was a tune, out of, and slight and they took their time away from each other and carried on in their minds. Mount Claire was flipping out, in the book in front of this young woman. Flip flip. And flipping. She's flipping people off there. And flipping over there. And over, and over there. And all over. What a spread. And what a book. She looked at the back cover. Nine and ninety-nine cents for this one. That's not bad for the eighties, I should get a bear. Like this? Ava turned her head up. Like you want that here? She motioned at one of the images from the book and pinched her patron's ass just a bit, and winked. Oh sure. I'd like a bit of Mount Claire, and some more about how she was. If that's part of the bargain it was. She looked at her arm a bit. Following the curves which had been drawn by her own hand in fire times and squared as in the city where she fled in a summer not far from the swelter that tripped it from her profession, which was high finance, so to speak. And that comes with a smile, if you're interested," said a now positively gleaming young Ava, and she put her hand on the notebook and closed it. And closed doors, for an afternoon, the two enjoyed a bit of by Mount Clare, towards an in and around and about spiral and twists in the back and roomy sectional couched plotter which was the shop where pleases were aimed, like Cupid in the star. Dot. Oh carry on with it, then, I'll take more of that any day. Evening. Here's my number. The paper read with A plus, 
as in from Europe, or thereabouts, in the 31 range, if that was accurate, and it wasn't she began window shopping herself, to understate and understanding. And she was eyed wide, with the rest of her, and shop she did. From the inside out. Slash slash. The cobble streets where shoemakers cobbled shoeries is our next road stop to a man who is also shopping, in the lives of facts and measures to dress as successor to a planet, just up the road, and to the left, and left to his own devices was he, outside in the rain where anything could have usually did, on his watch, happen. He looked at his watch, watched, and watched we was. He was followed eastwardly and down a bit until he was noticed and there was a bit of closure in and some cars began to pull around, and other men got out of cars and began to walk towards the man, all the while the man stopped, to gently see what was moving and in which direction, and to see who stopped and who was near. And the nearest to him pulled out a packet of papers, neatly tied as in a manila envelope, and tucked it under his arm. You'll want to come with me. Shall we take a walk? A bit of a pause. A slightly uneasy, our character, looked, and turned with the man to have a conversation, and they walked. You know, you left us up last winter, we have the pictures you know. It was a crazy run finding you, you're not so easy to spot when you're not making waves like Geneva, are you? Do they all make it out? asked the man. Yes all but three, we have them. They're safe and within means and agreed to help us find you, if you can find them came the reply. Oh, I see, and that was what they told me this morning as well. I declined. Of course you did, that's why we're... I mean, I'm here. Yes the cars. Not so obvious that anybody would notice that down the corridor, eh? All shopping at Marks and Spencer again? I mean the budget reads like a show stocked by one and the only. What was her name again? Penelope. Yes she runs the numbers and thought we'd all get new coats if we found you. Clever, look this has enough pockets to line yours, and etc. Here. Take the envelope. I've got to get going and wanted to give you time to read and such. And the bridge is over there. I suggest you take a stroll and give it some thought. And if you don't jump over the side of that bridge. I'll take it as read that you're and we can get on to business. Take it gently, Mr. Gent. Drab was his humor, read to the collage of photos from the spy X and tucked and bobbed away at the London fog he had worn himself. Page 11 is the one we want and he walked away. Dot. Leafling through this dossier was like a seeming seemingly of a party he was at just last year. All dead or alive, as per usual. He looked closely at one, ticked it out from between the pages, folded it into his pocket and tossed the rest over the side of that small bridge that was meant as a joke, but was perfect for recycling these matters, like water under a bridge, no less. He twirled gently and moved on forward and on to his next stop, with a telephone. Dot. The phone chimed dot dot for twelve and a half minutes. The operator was listening. You could hear her breathing. All right in there Mavis? Got enough toffees to last the conversation this was her exchange and she knew the party he was trying to reach. She out you know. Went down to the pub half past, you can still find her there she just rung up Pete and they're all on their way about to their next stop, if you can catch her. Thanks Mavis. You've saved my life on this one, and I'll send more toffees when I get out of the aisle. Click. Notebook under her arm. 
man on the other, the young women walked out the pub and into a black cab. They rode into the city evening, with music from Bolero playing lightly on a stereophonic speaker dial-tuned radio program. And this is Radio 11, the driver turned down the volume. So it's West End again, eh? You client. All right, it's just up into that house, there. He pointed. And when you get it, you'll need this bottle of Dom and that's your entry into the back room, get it? And get it. We have 25 minutes and you should finish, or he'll finish you, and me. And I'll be round to pick you up, on time, right? Right, she got out with the bottle and walked up to the steps, stepped up and took her key out. She jiggled her bosom in the lock and fingers the bottle of champagne just gently enough to remind herself that this was her job of jobs tonight. And she looked good. She peeled up her dress and showed her garter to the driver, winked, and rode in on the bottle towards the rear of the flat, and her client's client client. Dot. James sat up from the comfort of his suede couch and couched his cigar between his lip and breathed out. He took the bottle from the young women, who he knew as Claudia. Would you like a glass oh it's chilled? But you're hot. Here. He poured two glasses, clicked them himself, and handed her one, which she held up, to the artwork on the eastern wall. It's nice she said, to the artwork reminiscent of Rampart. Or that other one. You know her accent was gently dumbed down for this one. She knew it was. And was. She stammered. Good one, she thought to herself. Yes, I forget myself with that one, which is why we're here, again, right? To forget ourselves and get ourselves, on, in fact. Or was there another matter you came about? I keep coming, back and forth, for you and the plug, you know the show? Got any interests this time I should know about? I mean last time was a surprise. And a good one. Yes interest, high-heeled interest like the bank rolled Royces of Pottery Barnyard animal cookies glistened softly in a chewy ooze of sauntering sonder muck pie jubilee between cold winter sheets to the wind galloped velvet candied apple smotter. What? She learned that from Q. She bonged him on the head and smiled, she took some rope out of pocket, motioned, and tied him up a bit, to her pleasure, and then took out a pair of handcuffs and fixed his shoes to the chair, picked up the remainder of the bottle of champagne, and poured it into his mouth as he smiled expectantly. The bottle was of course drugged, and his smile turned into a half grin as he began to look as if he was having a stroke. He seemed alright, just couldn't get on with moving any, and she pulled a bottle of pills from her purse and left it by his chair. Just enough for now, I've got to get on with getting off from here now. Let me just take a few notes and I'll be off. She reached into his breast pocket and took his wallet, with some loose notes which seemed fresh and currenty. And a small pouch with a diamond, of sorts. This is a bit more my speed she eyed the lattice structure as it gleamed and pulsed a bit as she brought it close to some power in her purse, I won't be back again. But the gents will to finish up. Best of luck with them. Their light staff tonight, shouldn't hurt your feeling too badly. She picked up her dress, snapped her garter at him and clicked the door closed behind her as the car pulled around and she hopped into the back seat this time, with the very very sort of a man she'd been looking for all evening. The map opened up between them as peaks and valleys in the legend too, golden and blissed right up for a tremor of a ride downtown, and around the bend, bent up slightly and to the left.
driven home, for the nowity of sake, and shaken gently, as in gentlemen, and jacked slightly without a boozyander, but plucked and swirled, until they were fast asleep, and the sun horizon hit the other side of the planet again, for this another day in the continuation of continuity. The preceding episodic climatoidal fries modastical trollop portion of Oya's had been whizzed up the middle ground of wired magnetics for the very purposes of proposed time-space displacement and should be willed and rendered thusly on your papers and screened lightly. Photoshopped is for windows and the Mac truck stock great and grated for cheese on and a finish for your evening as well. This is Aku Q and we bid a fair fair and well, from this Radio 11C3W. Hello this is Serena, the other other voice of our very special mutiny radio featured hour, Radio 11, with Aqua Q, broadcasting Mondays at 5pm Pacific, as in the pacified pacifier of the suck and unsuck for your listening leisure, and we're also here to say that the mutt is all of us needs mutiny radio entertainment, and thus in this we are, so please consider a donation we are mutiny radio on Venmo, and if you want to be extra special. Write in Radio 11 in the ledger to let our director know what's special these mid-afternoons. And now straighten up, and listen side a ways away and means to lean forwards to the tune of mutinyradio.fm. <laughs> 